This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you could have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. Carl Donaldson volunteered to carry a gun in his classroom. He's one of about 100 armed staff in schools across Colorado. If you heard gunshots right now, what would you do? Um, lockdown immediately. All the classes will have their locked doors. Um, I would run towards the gunfire, try to find out who it is and take care of it. If an active shooter were to come in, you have to make a split life or death decision correct are you ready for that yes i mean that my biggest fear is missing and hitting a student that's the risk you take about carrying a gun I, well may i miss yeah possibly but um would you rather have 50 kids killed or one Paul Violis is a CBS News security consultant, an accomplished author, and a renowned global security and law enforcement expert. With over 35 years of experience, he's dedicated his life to finding solutions for the problems that keep you up at night. This is Security Matters with Paul Violis. Welcome to Security Matters, where your security matters most. I'm Paul Violis, and this is a CBS News radio production. Thank you, everybody, for hitting us up on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and yes, now even LinkedIn, right, from the guy who doesn't like social media. Whatever. That's okay. I'm on it, and we're there. A big thank you for everybody hitting us up at cbsaudio.com. Everybody listening today, if you get less than a minute, hit us up at cbsaudio.com. Go to the Security Matters page, and please leave us um, a review. It's really important to us uh, what you have to say speaks volumes about our content, as evidenced by today. As we head back to school across America, the omnipresent subject of school violence and arming teachers is on the minds of all parents. With us today is by far, in my estimation and in the estimation of many, the best person in America to have this conversation with. I'm talking about Randy Weingarten. Randy is not just someone that I respect immensely, but someone that the country turns to to make sure that our teachers are not only taken care of, but that the environment for your kids is such that it's conducive not just for safety, but for a good, solid learning environment. Randy is the president of the 1.7 million member American Federation of Teachers, and she also um, writes a column for uh, entitled What Matters Most and appears in the New York Times on Sunday's Review, the third Sunday of each month. Randy, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you. Randy, I'm going to jump right into this because, you know, everybody's going back, you know, kids are going back to school, teachers are going back to school, but yet parents still concerned, frontal lobe of, okay, are we okay? What's going on? So as teachers and students head back to school, what's the general consensus on the preparedness of threats from school violence? Well, I think people are very anxiety-ridden. There was a poll a few months ago that said that teenagers um, are more fearful about a school shooting than about anything else. And that has kind of displaced climate as what they were more fearful about. I think what you're also saying is that the hardening of schools, the kind of um, 
recipes and um, ideas that the NRA has had to have more guns on the streets, more hardening of schools, are the things that schools, things that have been embraced, but going to the root of the problem, which is common sense gun violence measures to actually try to see and and ensure that that people who shouldn't have guns in their hand don't, um, um, have not been focused on because those are the things that would take Congress to fix. (laughs) The other thing that we need very much are we need to really deal with the trauma and we need to really fight to make sure that safety, um, that, that kids feel safe. So, do, do you feel we're prepared, Randy? Do you feel the schools are prepared? Well, I feel like the schools are trying to be prepared, but the way in which they're trying is actually traumatizing people even more. So let's so touch that on that. So active, the Let- active shooter drills and things like that, I mean, if you, if you do a drill where you're actually shooting people with, with bullets like with 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 fake bullets like or pellets like they did in Indiana and people get really hurt it's going to traumatize people more if you don't tell people that it's a drill and people think it's real it's going to traumatize people more so what I'm hearing is that these kind of solutions are not what is helping people feel safe we need to do some of this well let's touch on that we also need to get to root cause let's touch on that last time we spoke back on May 22nd uh, we were talking about this issue. Um, the most pressing issue was, as you recall, as it sits today, is arming teachers. Where do your teachers stand on that subject right now? Are you divided? I mean, I'm sure you've done some polls. I mean, what do the numbers yeah. look like? So, look, with my membership, we're divided on almost everything, meaning there's not 100% unanimity on almost anything, and that's what part of what I love about our membership. The only thing that there's 100% unanimity on is that the work that we do is really, really important, and we should be respected for that work. On terms of arming teachers, though, there is a huge majority that is against it, that thinks it is um, insane to do. And the more you know about guns, the more people think it's insane. And, you know, and, and the more you know about teaching and learning, and so, so, so when, the moment that you get anybody into a conversation about logistics and the what-ifs, they're like, oh, my God, we can't do that. And so it creates a false sense of security because, you know, a, a, a teacher with a pistol is, even if you're a great shot and even if you've had all the training in the world, you know, we're, think, just think about it. You've got to put that away. You've got to make sure it's locked up. Um, and in those moments of time when you may have only two, like less than a minute, what are you going to do? Are you going to shield your kids? Are you going to get them out? Are you going to be fumbling around to try to find where you put that, you know, where, where that pistol is and how to set yourself up and how to do all that other stuff? Right. And, and then when people are running around in school, who are you shooting? And if a cop doesn't know who the teacher is and then sees somebody with a gun, what do you think is going to happen? No, listen, so I think that you, there's a lot of stuff that, that augurs against teachers with, with guns, but you need to have security people, and there's a big debate about whether they should be armed or not. Well, you know what? You're preaching to the choir on that one, too. I'm with you. You know I am. We talked about this the last time, and, and I reiterate that. Um, I have the utmost respect for teachers, utmost. They are the bedrock of our society, and— you know, I'm grateful to know that there are people like you, Randy, that are out there that are lobbying and pushing for better benefits, better pay, better comp for our teachers, because God knows they deserve it. There's no question about that. 
Um, I think when I look at, at this particular subject, I'm going to come to my next question in a second, but I, I think of how many teachers, and you and I spoke about this the last time, and, and frankly, a lot of things stayed with me, but this, this one thing stayed with me a lot, Randy. How many teachers go into their own pockets, Randy? How many teachers go into their own pockets for school supplies? I know you, you have some kind of stat on that, right? I mean, how many teachers have to do that? Well, first off, virtually all teachers dig into their own pockets, too, for school supplies, and they do it. Um, most of us did it because uh, do it because we believe that, you know, we want to help our kids. Right. But what an API has just done a study, the uh, Economic Policy Institute has just done a study that basically showed the average is about 500 bucks a year. I think, frankly, it's probably more than that. But this is the difference right now. People now, school systems now rely on it. They now expect it. See, that's and just wrong. The, and, and, Come on. And, and that's wrong. And, Come on. and if that's... you don't do it, if say, say your own kids need something that month, say you can't, say you are living such paycheck to paycheck, and you're paying your student loan, you just can't. You're now looked at and frowned upon if Randy, you help, haven't done it. Randy, help me and with this. And we're the what, only employees what, who what, are expected to subsidize. What's the average pay for a teacher? You know, it, it, it ranges. That's why it's hard to say the average. But you go the from mean like number. 40, 50. Okay. You go from like 40,000 in West Virginia to about 70,000, right. you know, 80,000, 70,000 in New York. Okay. It's supposed to be a middle class job. Right. It isn't. So here's my point. My point is, is, you know, we talk about Army teachers. We talk about preparedness levels and what's being done. We know that, right? We know that there are a lot of, you know, active shooter drills that have done now. We know that there are school resource officers and that they're increasing staffing for, for law enforcement. And that's great. Again, all reactionary, but that's, that's great. We talked about Army teachers. You and I are on the same page there for the record. When we talk about arming teachers, we talk about giving teachers the responsibility and the accountability legally to exercise deadly physical force in a close-in shooting situation, which is horrific to say the least. Okay, that being said, the biggest issue here and the thing that I really need to run by you is as it relates to managing students that display concerning behaviors and or alarming communications, how are teachers prepared to handle that right now? So, you know, teachers were trained to teach, and there's lots of different um, issues, you know, even around that. But we've now become first responders to lots of societal ills. And are, is anybody ever prepared? Probably not. But I think what happens is that teachers just always use their good sense, and their first instinct is to protect kids. But what has happened more and more, again, is that because we are not solving root problems, we're trying to harden instead of actually solving root problems, which is going to common sense gun laws, changing them, background checks, banning, um, semi, banning you know, um, assault um, weapons again, as we had in the past, doing the things that other democracies do, and they have far fewer mass shootings. Um, but... Do teachers, look, I was just in El Paso this week, last, this week, this week, last week, mm -hmm. and it is people are traumatized, and we have to give them the supports to help them feel safe and to help their kids feel safe. Right, so... Schools have to be safe sanctuaries. So answer, 
you know, they're doing the best they can. But no, of course they have not been trained or supported. This is my point, Randy. So many places to do this. We we ask so much of our teachers, and I know you're going to agree with me on this. I know I'm preaching to the choir. We ask so much of our teachers. It's not like years ago when I was going to school. You know, you sat down, you shut up. If you said anything, you got it in class. And then you got home and you got it again because you made your teacher have to discipline you. Those days are over. Yep. All right. The yep. respect for teachers is something we need to get back where that teachers are seen and revered and respected in that classroom by, by students. My point is exactly what you just said, Randy. My point is, look, empirically, we're both statistics people. More than 80% of school shooters have leakage, which means they brag about get-even plans. Now, don't you feel, and if I'm wrong, I'll say I'm staying corrected, but don't you feel maybe we should be putting more time, more energy, more effort into educating our teachers into what those signs are and giving them the tools to preemptively mitigate this, Randy? Of course, and in fact, one of the reasons I'm a big believer in the red flag laws, particularly the one that was passed in New York, state by Governor Cuomo is because it is a way of also giving teachers the authority that if they see that somebody is a harm to themselves or to others, they, they, like police officers, like the families, can go to court to try to have an extraordinary order of protection. And I think that that is a good intervention. I'm, I'm not saying that we shouldn't have these other interventions, but we also have to go to root cause. And root cause is dealing with the hate, and root cause is dealing right. with uh, with 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 um, guns killing. It's yes, of course, people pull the trigger, but guns kill. Well, I don't want to get into the whole debate on on gun violence. You know where I stand on that, and I agree with you on that. Okay, but the the biggest issue that we have here, what I know to be true factually, that cannot be debated is the fact that school shooters brag about get-even plans. They tell everyone that they can possibly tell. They tell multiple people what they're going to do, when they're going to do it, how they're going to do it. Instead of arming our teachers with a Glock, why don't we arm them with the knowledge to recognize and give them the authority, Randy, to act so that we can start mitigating this early? We saw not too long ago that over a very short period of time, and I mean over a very short period of time, over 30 active shooters were mitigated because people got involved. Can you imagine if we arm our teachers with the information they need and the authority they so deserve to intervene when they see things that or read things that they've been trained to know this clearly has a high percentage of leading to violence. My question to you is, right, Randy, what do we need to do with everyone listening right now? What do we need to do as we kind of wrap this up to make that happen? Um, Well, number one, we actually need to pass some more of these red flag laws, and it should be part of the package of what gets considered by Congress when they return. Background checks, bans on assault weapons, um, storage um, weapons, increased or enhanced storage mechanisms and um, these kind of red flag laws, amongst other things. But number two, we actually have to spend more time focused on well-being of kids in schools rather than the test fixation and rather than trying to solve a symptom as opposed to root causes. 
And that's why schools should be safe sanctuaries, but well-being of kids, wrapping services around, giving teachers the support, like guidance counselors and nurses and other kind of support and training are really, really important. A welcoming, safe environment in schools is probably the most important thing we can do to try to reduce the anxiety in America and to try to actually make sure kids know they matter and they count and they're respecting differences and honoring our common identity is really important. So, Randy, let me ask you this, all right? Between the 1.7 million membership at the American Federation of Teachers and the millions that listen to CBS News Radio every day, why don't you and I decide that we're just going to put our heads together on this and spread the word amongst your membership and our listeners to get with Congress today to send a message out over this next week? When you come back, we want this to be a priority. And I'll tell you right now, I will commit to that right now. I will definitely do that because what you are saying, Me too. Randy, what you are saying, as God is my judge, I am telling you what you're saying will save lives. I am certain of it. Paul. I'm certain of it. And so last on but this not Labor least, Day, let's commit to that. I will commit. You have my word. I am going to make right. sure. I am going to have my staff here at Security Matters make sure that we get this message out. We have a call to action. We tell our listeners across CBS News Radio, across CBS News Radio, we want our listeners to get with their elected officials and say, go after the root causes, enhance our red flag laws. Give teachers the authority to preemptively mitigate this, and let's start addressing that 80% or over 80% of shooters that are bragging about get even plans. So you have my commitment yeah. to that, Randy. And, and I will Me say, too. And, and I, will, and I thank you for that. And I will say one last thing, and this is my last question for you. Parents, and, and we're very blessed here with this show. We have a lot of parents that listen. And you know, guys, I love you all. Oh, parents need to do a better job at supporting teachers. My opinion. And I'm going to tell you something. It's an opinion that that, that is shared by many. It's shared by millions, in fact. Right. But, Paul, let's just do, let me just do this as we're, we're, I I don't want parents and teachers to be divided. Not at all. Just the opposite. I know. Yeah. Let's, I mean, we have to be together on this. Exactly. Parents teachers, our, our kids' first teachers, we need parents' help. We can't do it alone. We, you know, we, there's a lot of responsibility on teachers' shoulders right now, but they also need the freedom to teach, and they also need, so we need parents with us. And, and I think that in this moment, you know, of, of looking at what is going on in America, um, as we go back to school, um, we need to kind of go back to what Alexis de Tocqueville said, sorry, I'm a studies teacher, so many years ago, which is what made America great was because America was good. Let's keep America good. Let's lift up our common identity. Let's respect our differences. Let's work together. Let's, let's be about the hope and the fight for solving problems as opposed to the polarization and the fear of the other. And that is why I'm looking for the common sense solutions. Instead of letting the NRA rule what happens in terms of, 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 of guns or gun manufacturers rule what happens, let's actually make kids be more important, particularly when it comes to our streets, 
and when it comes to our schools. And, and, and so we need parents' help. And so what you know, help do you need, Day, Randy? And that's Randy, well, Randy that's well, my question. Let, let me, what what help do you that, need? Let's make that for another. Let's make that for another show. Paul. Okay, I tell what you we what. Need we need support. I'll okay? hold you to that one. That's because Good. I think Fantastic. we need, I think we need to talk about that too. And and, and in closing, I will tell you, Randy. One, you have my commitment, as we said, to get this word out to all of the listeners here at CBS News Radio. And the second thing is, and and finishing up this conversation, parents and teachers need to work together. And you and I agree on yep. that. They need to work together. Yep. Teachers need parents. Parents need teachers. Yep. And Absolutely. if we unite in that, we can achieve great things and we can get exactly to where you're saying we need to be mm-hmm. and where I know we need to yep. be and where millions of people and millions of Americans know we need to be. Randy Weingarten, the president of the American Federation of Teachers and a true champion for education and our teachers. I can't thank you enough, Randy, for taking the time. You too, Paul. Continued Thank success. You so much. You have my word okay. on this. We're going to continue to make this happen and make it grow. And thank you for your, for taking the time to join us today. You've been listening to Security Matters with Paul Violas on CBS News Radio. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back. We're going to wrap this up for the day. Stay with me. And now back to Security Matters with Paul Violas. I have not met one teacher or one student who is in favor of arming teachers in Broward County. The one thing that I hear from students, I don't want my school to become a police school. But there's state money on the table, $67 million in the Arm the School Employees Scheme. The Broward County School Board wants it spent elsewhere on arming school resource officers. We should definitely launch a campaign to persuade the governor for those districts who don't want to arm their employees, that they give us the money to keep our children safe in other ways. Board members stress more money for mental health issues and quickly killed the armed teachers and security guards in schools in Broward County. Welcome back to Security Matters. I'm Paul Violas. And as we close today, some very, very sage advice coming up here for parents on a number of issues of threats that are being presented to kids today. I'm going to start with, first and foremost, we're talking about school safety and returning to school. It's important for everybody to understand what the role of a school resource officer is. So very briefly, I like to use that whole triad concept. They're an educator, which means oftentimes a guest lecturer. They are an informal counselor or a mentor, and they are a law enforcement officer. They are there to provide safe learning environments in our nation's schools. That is what they're there for, to help assist in fostering a real positive relationship with youth and to keep people safe. That's what our school resource officers are there for. A couple of things for our parents to remember as we close today. One, there are, and we did this in our, in our radio segment that's been airing across the country, so I'm going to drill down on a little bit here. Um, there are some apps, believe it or not, um, that are used to hide pictures and texts from parents and others um, that you really should be you should be aware about. Now, more than 500,000 predators are online every day. Kids 12 through 15 are susceptible to being groomed and manipulated by these offenders online. FBI stats show that more than 50% of victims online, <clears throat> more than 50% of victims of online sexual exploitation are 12 to 15 years old. Some of these apps to be really careful of if you see them. Meet Me, Grinder, Scout, TikTok, Badoo, which is B-A-D-O-O, Bumble, 
kick, which is K-I-K, live me, hola, wisp. These are the big ones, and there's a full list that will be posted later, but these are the ones you really, really need to be careful of. Right? If you see these, these are apps that are hiding pictures from parents, and they're going directly to kids, and these are the people, these are the predators that are using these apps to go after your kids. Hashtags. Now, according to the Child Rescue Coalition, parents will post an average of 1,500 pictures of their child before he or she turns five. I'm like, my God. 89% of parents haven't even checked their privacy settings. So if you see hashtags like this, ladies and gentlemen, these hashtags are being used by pedophiles. They are being used by sexual predators going after your children. If you see these, you need to notify the authorities, all right? Hashtag bath time, hashtag potty training, hashtag naked kids, hashtag kids bath time, hashtag bikini kids, hashtag potty seat, hashtag toddler bikini, hashtag toilet training, hashtag naked child, hashtag potty pants. These are the ones that will are, are very prevalent right now. So if you see these, you need to be really cognizant of what they mean. And last but not least, we have a lot of kids going back to school now that have started going back to school that are walking and riding their bikes to school. They were walking or they're riding their bikes to school. It's something that we need to really plan for. Now, some of the things you could remind your kids, very important, just take a second and listen to this. Remind them to use the same route every day and avoid shortcuts, especially in wooded areas, parking lots, and alleys. Make sure they carry their backpacks and their bags close to their body, not dangling by the straps. Put a wallet inside the coat or front pants pocket, not in the back pocket. Don't wear shoes or clothing that will restrict movement. If God forbid something happens and you have to get away, you need to move. Walk. Don't run across intersections. A flashing walk signal does not mean it's safe to cross. Switch direction or cross the street if they think someone is following them or if they feel unsafe. Walk toward an open store, restaurant, or yell for help. And don't speak to strangers. If a stranger approaches, tell a teacher, a school principal, or a trusted adult. These are some of the things that can most definitely keep your kids safe. As we're heading back to school right now, we need to be really cognizant. I hate to say this, but we need to be cognizant of the threats that are being presented to our kids because they're constantly escalating, which is why if we're preemptive, we can make sure it doesn't happen to our own. A big thanks to Randy Weingarten for joining us today. Make sure if you have any questions, hit us up on social media. If you have a subject you want us to cover, please let us know. On behalf of everybody here at Security Matters, thank you very, very much for taking the time to join us today, and we look forward to catching up with you next week. Be safe, be well. God bless. Thanks for listening to Security Matters with Paul Violas. The podcast is produced by Seth Nyman and CBS News Radio. For more podcasts from CBS News, visit cbsaudio.com slash podcasts. Hi, this is Jill Schlesinger, CBS News business analyst, certified financial planner, and host of the Money Watch podcast. This is the show where your money is not scary and it's not boring. It is a show that's all about you. It's your questions that make it possible for me to provide unconventional and entertaining insights on your money 
and maybe more importantly, on your life. I'm going to be your financial coach, someone who brings common sense and an insider's perspective on how to manage your money and your emotions. And I promise we are going to have a little bit of fun along the way. Have a question from retirement to career changes to college funding? Just send us an email at askjill at jillonmoney.com. Follow Money Watch wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen ad-free on the Amazon Music or Wondery app.